Hello, folks. Welcome to PRT, Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, and with me is Anthony. He's going to be with me for the beginning of the show until he falls asleep, which he usually does. And then... Falling asleep right now. Yeah, sure. So okay. get to it. He's at the edge of his seat to fall asleep. Yeah. So, so real quick, uh, this is part two with uh, Jay Tucker, also known as Vault of Nightmares. You guys, go check out his channel. It's pretty epic. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, we did part one last week, and this is part two. <clears throat> and we're going to get into some Dogman and some Bigfoot. And Jay has been talking about some activity that's been on his property. We talked about Sasquatch activity up in Alaska. And we're just going to keep rolling. Uh, but first, let me give you the, the uh, information. PRTpodcast.com. That's the website. You can go and you can order merchandise. You can look at the back episodes, all kinds of stuff. We have Paranormal Roundtable Group. I said it correctly. Yep. And, and uh, so that group is... You can go every show. We put the link of, on there on that group, and you can win uh, an autographed book or PRT hoodie. Who knows? And we always pick winners um, that, that leave comments in the PRT group, uh, Paranormal Roundtable group. Uh, so go and check that out. We have Paranormal Encounters, which is Tony's, and we have Paranormal uh, Lounge, which is Nelly's. We have Paranormal Prayer Group, and I'm in Quad College of Sciences with Nick Valente. Uh, we have to a screen with Ryan Trembley, Paranormal Trucker Podcast with John King. Uh, who did I leave out here? Let's see. Della Carter and Phil Stern's group, which is uh, Dogman Werewolf Discussion. I'm an admin in that group, and I'm also an admin of the Paranormal Prayer Group. Um, and and uh, Chris Clough and uh, uh, Phil Stern created um, the par- – uh, Josh Turner – is it – what is it? Wolf – Turner? I, I, I always forget the exact name. The exact I name, like but Josh it's – Wolf Turner fan page fan or something page, like that. Yes. It's the fan page group, and so join those groups. And I'm I'm missing one or two. I think I'm a, I'm an admin in one of the dogman of uh, the uh, dogman groups. I can't remember the uh, the North American Dogman Project. And I, there's a bunch of I'm, I'm I'm in a lot of stuff there. But anyway, go check it out. Check out all the groups. <clears throat> like and subscribe. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, every Tuesday we do a live stream. And it's a YouTube exclusive. It comes on Tuesday between seven thirty and eight thirty, and we get we get started, and we go two or three hours. And you, if you're not watching that, you're missing out because there's a lot of activity uh, that we talk about on the on that channel, uh, on the YouTube channel. So if you're just listening to us on the podcast, like I said, you're missing out. Right, Anthony? Yep. And so, without further ado, we're going to get right back into it with Jay. Uh, this is part two here, uh, and and when we last left off, Jay, we were talking about, um, you were just about to start talking about Dogman. You found dog tracks, Dogman, which you know to be Dogman tracks on one side of a creek. Now, here's the thing: when you last left off, you were talking about Bigfoot being on one side, and Dogman kind of being on the other. You want to explain that? You want to get into that? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me back. Uh, yes, sir. I didn't, when I bought this property, I hadn't, I bought it because I, I was able to get, I don't buy property unless I can get it cheap. And I was able to get this cheap because the kids wanted to go back where they were in different states and didn't really want to have nothing to do with it. And I think I gave for 90 acres, I think it was right around $1,200 an acre, which is a steal. Wow. Uh, and it's got plenty of timber and stuff on it, which I don't plan on cutting it. I bought it for, actually, I bought it for hunting and stuff. And then I wound up finding the squatch activity. And I said, there's a creek I knew because I've got an aerial map of the place. And we were just checking it out. And I found a whole bunch of squatch activity. And I was like, well, cool. Uh, you know, I got another place to research and hunt. Well, we crossed, we finally got a place where we could cross the creek and we wouldn't on the other side of the creek. We probably hadn't went 50 yards and I'll have to send you some pictures if you want me to, where it's you, you can see my foot right beside this track. My son actually found the first track and when he saw it, cold chills run my back because what I associate that track with, I've had a run in before with. And they ain't easy to kill. What most people have on them that's going to carry in the woods ain't going to do the job. And I knew I didn't have – all we had with us was our sidearms. I think my youngest son, I think he had his uh, his uh, 357 on him, and I had my 40 on me. So <laughs> it's not like we went out there to, you know, 
have a run in with something like this and we started following because I wanted to see if it was just one or, or you know, just a odd occurrence. We followed that track up and probably within 20 feet of that track, we found two more tracks that are different sizes from this track. And they started leading further into the deeper into uh, from away from the creek into it. And I told my son, I said, we're not set up for this. We need to get back across the creek and get back to the truck. Because as soon as I saw this, like I, said, I got worried because I've got my son with me. And like I said, what I associate it with is not nothing to play with. I'm talking about think of what I found that goes with that track is if anybody's ever seen that movie, uh, Dog Man Soldiers, those things in that. Oh, yeah. Dog Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 you know, I, I, that's what I associate it with. And I've seen these things take some punishment and keep coming. Uh, so I didn't, you know, I was ready to get my son out of there. The biggest thing is because we were ill prepared, had no idea, had never heard of a report of anybody talking about a dog, seen a dog man in that area or whatever. But this backs up to probably another 3,000 acres that belong to a uh, timber mill that no one goes on. So there's nobody out there to report nothing really. These things can roam around and stay hidden. For God knows how long. And like I said, we got back across. Like I said, this is right before. This is the second time we went out there. Uh, the first time, like I said, we just went just a little ways. And uh, I wanted to go back and get an aerial map to give me a better idea of where we were going on the property. And that's when we had to run in with a game warden that told me some stuff about it. Well, this is the second time we went out there. We were. We were in the eyesight of the truck, probably 50 yards from the truck. And the craziest, loudest, when I say loud, it was almost ear-hurting. Scream, howl, roar come out from where we had just came from. That's going to be played uh, when we do our first investigation, which would be last uh, last Saturday night uh, on there. And like I said, Whatever that was, it sounded like it was on the biggest megaphone you ever heard, and it was it it, it was ungodly the noise and the sound. I, and my thing was, like I said, what I associate that track w- with was a dog man, or what everybody calls a dog man. I, I I I absolutely hate the name dog man because of who it's associated with. Uh, we call them X beast because I don't know what the, some of the reports I've gotten from some people supposedly uh, in government positions say that these things are actually not canid. They're some some of them are more closely related to baboons. I, I I've heard that too, and, and not all not all of them, but some of them. Yeah, and, and I now, think some that of them are. I don't want it, the audience to get me twisted or nothing. Some of these accounts and some of these sightings are paranormal. Mm-hmm. It's just figuring out what you're dealing with. If I go out there on your property and I can find a physical sign of prints where they've been moving through the area, I, I, that's more than likely going. I've never heard of a ghost leaving tracks. Have you? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that leads me more to saying that's physical i have been out where it makes no sense i, I believe 100 percent that the people said that they what they told me they saw and it's where they were looking out across there this thing just appeared and it looked like it walked into a tree or a, a side of a building and just disappeared that to me is paranormal i, I don't know i've not figured out yet a way to track study or anything else on the paranormal side because how can you tell where it's going to be it could be residual it could be whatever because i believe like all of us have a spirit and a soul i believe animals have a spirit and soul so what if one of these bigfoot or dog man died and their spirit didn't cross over or let's say the dog man is just an evil son gun like it is and it's not meant to go to heaven and it's meant to linger here yeah, uh, th- that that is, that's a, that's a, something that I've actually looked into because I did some investigating in an area called named uh, a town called Caldwell. Well, not in the town, but around the town. 
Caldwell, Texas? Yeah, Caldwell, Texas. And, I, and I've done some investigating. They got some weird stuff going on out there. Yeah, weird stuff. And and one of the things that I, I looked into was reports, and I even got one just recently where I had this lady, and I'm going to try to get her on the show, probably on the live stream at some point, and talk about what she's seen because she saw – Dude, I mean, it was crazy. It was like a, it was like a specter. I mean, but it was like a dog. It was like a werewolf, you know. I mean, but she went right through it, you know, like her vehicle. Um, that's not the only one. I've I've heard of another one. A guy saw one walking along the side of the road uh, on the highway, and it just like veered off into the barbed wire fence, and it and it didn't jump it or try to uh, went through it. It went right through it. He it walked through it, and so I've got accounts like that. I've got one where a lady said this thing was in the road. And as she got close to it, this was a werewolf type looking creature. As she got close to it, it just vaporized like mist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and th there was reports I got uh, in Massachusetts and uh, in this area near the near a beach, um, and, and th they were saying that that they were seeing in this small like sort of resort town that they were seeing, uh, or maybe it was Maine. I'm sorry, Maine. And they were seeing this creature for like like a decade. They would there were reports of this like werewolf type creature. It was back in the seventies, and then in the eighties, people were seeing this werewolf looking creature walking along a beach, and then it just would vanish. Uh, my co-host is actually from Maine up there. Uh, uh, he has a channel. It's Chaos Theory Production, and he will went up there camping with uh, up there at a place called uh, uh, I think it's Mammoth Mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were, t he was, he, he, he was hearing stories about this walking wolf creature that f would float across the, there's a little lake and stuff out there would float across the water and stuff. Oh, so yeah, th those, th those reports like it, I, I'm like you, I've gotten probably hundreds of them. And then you have to sit there and sort through the ones that, okay, was well, this a real life creature or, or is this, uh, you know, something spiritual? And like I said, I don't have a way to track and, and figure out when one of these spiritual creatures are going to show up or whatever. Flesh and blood animals, you can kind of, because I'm a tracker and, and I've hunted my whole life. You know, you can pretty much, okay, if there's water here, there's food here, let me see if I can find any sign of them. Or if you find sign of them, you can, tra you can track them. They leave sign. But if it's spiritual and it's not leaving tracks and it's not leaving sign, how do you track that? Yeah, uh, you know, the, you, you know, and it's sometimes they they won't. Sometimes they won't show up on camera. Sometimes that's the only way they do show up is people take pictures and later on when they're going back through their pictures, they see one of these things. They didn't see it with their naked eye, but it showed up on camera. Yeah, it's it's such a <clears throat> it's such a weird thing. I mean. Like like the one I saw, and I've said this before. Like it, it, I just thought it was flesh and blood, and then my friend's brother years later said he saw like vapor coming off its back, and I was like, "What?" And that that puts it in the realm of something else. Um, yeah, but it was moving things and manipulating physical things. Well, was it cold where y'all were? No, not really. no, not really. I mean, I didn't get close enough for, to you know for hit to you know. Um, to see, and I didn't see anything like, like, I didn't see that, you know, like, and it wasn't that cold. It was a Halloween night, but I don't, I don't remember it being especially cold or anything like that. Oh, uh, if, if, if it was like, uh, anywhere from 35 below, uh, depending on how warm that creature was. And I believe they, they run warmer than normal. So it'd be like, you know, cause you've heard of people talking about their steamy breaths. Mm -hmm. What you're telling me, if you saw it manipulating things, I would think it's just was because it might have seen he might have seen steam coming off his back or, or, or vapor because it was steam either coming from his mouth of uh, him blowing out, wrapping around or just because of his body heat. But if it was manipulating things, that leads me to to, like, to believe that it was it, flesh and blood. Now, can these things go from flesh and blood into another existence? Where I don't know. I've never, I've never seen one personally use a portal. Uh, I've never had one mind speak to me or none of that stuff. Which people say they can, I just never have had it. So I can't say they don't or do or. I just don't know. I, I don't think Bigfoot, Dogman, or something different. Dogman, 
Bigfoot, I don't think want to have anything to do with humans. Just don't. But, you know, because think about it. Anytime they have any interaction with humans, it's usually not good. They, they get screamed at. They get bright light shined at them. They get shot at, you know, whatever. So what would be the upside of them having something to do with us? Dog man, those things are just, oh, I call them the crypto terrorist because they would do stuff just intentionally to scare you or to get reactions out of you. I don't know if it's they feed off the fear or they, they, you know, for whatever reason why, but they will go out of their way to have encounters with humans. Why? I don't know. I, I researched a lot less on dog man than Bigfoot is because I've seen personally what it takes to hurt one of these things to make it leave you alone. And like I said, most people are not going to have access to stuff like that. You're talking about a rifle at the time that was a concept rifle that was like $8,000 just for the base rifle. I don't know very many people that's going to be running around with something like that. And so, uh, what, what, in your opinion, what do you think the dog man is? I think it might have started out with what the natives used to see and stuff like that. And I cannot remember. I'm sorry. What the, they had names for them. I believe it might have started out with something that was normal like a squatch and stuff and then i think that over time as most things humans got involved somebody might have caught one somebody might have killed one and the government got a hold of it and they're like you know what this would be a perfect killing machine that we could turn into a weapon and excuse me uh that's what i've been told by several like i said people that i can't verify because of what they said they did but anyway uh which is not far out of the realm from what i know humans uh, sometimes believe they know a lot more than god or the great creator whatever you want to call them and like to play god and make up a lot of this crazy stuff and by in labs and stuff i think that it that it might have gotten some help nefariously Along the line somewhere, especially, you know, back in there in World War Two or World War into World War One during World War Two. There's a lot of governments that were around trying all kind of crazy experiments and stuff, trying to figure out a way to beat the other side. And, and you know, I think it got some help from there of what we know now. I believe that's the reason why there people see different kinds. Because the first one I ever saw didn't look like it didn't look nowhere near the second one. The first one I saw looked like a, what I tell people is, uh, you know, the movie, uh, the, the, what is it? Twilight, the, when the Indians turn into those really giant, look like dire wolves. The very first one looked like that. It looked like a giant cow, but it was a wolf. The second one looked like somebody took a Bigfoot and plucked its head off and put Anubis's head on it. Except for it had weird looking like, I, 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 I say it looks more like a raccoon hand with these giant freaking look like Freddy uh, Krueger claws on it. And, and the, it had the, it had this look as it was looking at me like Wiley Coyote fixing to catch the Roadrunner. It knew what it was doing and it liked what it was doing. What, where did you see this at? Uh, I've, it happened on the Mississippi, Alabama line in an area that was part of it is on a natural reserve. Part of it is private land. I think some of it is actually where it winds up. It's a hodgepodge of who owns what. I know whenever all was said and done, five different law enforcement uh, organizations showed up me and my two buddies and we're arguing over who was going to actually arrest us and what they were arresting us for. Because we started war. It sounded like they were getting reports. It sounded like world war three going off over. And like I said, it, it, I've never released the place because I was actually told if I went back to that County, the sheriff told me personally, if I catch you back in my County, I will, I will lock you up and figure out what to charge you with later. And why would he, why was he adamant about locking you up? Because, like I said, we had started World War Three over there, no. and he didn't like the fact that I had to make some phone calls from 
my old days way up north to get us out of that situation. Because one of uh, one of the people that was there, her name was Natalia. Uh, she's not even a U.S. citizen. <laughs> uh, to, to, and they didn't, like I said, it, she wasn't even supposed to be here. Well, what I mean by she came in to help me try to go track down and figure out what this dog man thing was during the time she worked for the same company I did for a while. She actually, her mom was a Mossad uh, officer. Her dad was a Spitznass drill instructor. So you, you see the conflict there? Yeah. And, and she's running around with like fully auto weapons. And, and, and we've done done it like I said. When I say World War Three, she had went through six mags for eight for AK. I'd went through, I'd went through five. No, one, two, three, four. I went through four mags with a uh, AR fifteen with an M four, and I'd went through three mags with a uh, Glock nineteen, and was on my last mag. And then my other buddy that was there, Tank. He uh he shoots a uh 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 I'll shoot at the time I think he was carrying an H and K uh PS one which shoots uh three oh eight. Tank is like you. He he is a giant beast of a man. He looks like a white incredible hook. Uh he he's six foot something uh, and I've seen him play around with uh like seven hundred pounds. So, like I said, he, he's a big – when he shoots an M60, it looks like I'm shooting an M4. Big dude. Uh, and then he started hurling rounds from what we call our last hole position. He was set up to do Overwatch. I don't know if, how much you know about firearms, but Knight's Armament came out with what they call a 338 Lapua Nitro Edition. You said he, uh, was, he was shooting an H&K, a, a PSG-1? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I know what that is, and, and that's that's a Heckler and Koch. If anybody who's listening, and that's actually it's a German company, and the and the weapon that he was using would be a am not one hundred percent, but it's a semi-automatic uh, sniper, I think. Type yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 pretty. We've talked before, Vault. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty efficient <laughs> with the weaponry too. Um, I just you know I, I don't really talk a lot about that stuff but yeah i do i'm very uh i i, I know hk um one of my buddies used to carry one he was um they do make uh very good weapons um yes sir and like i said with all that firing that's going on like i said there are people that live you know close to there but not right up on there like i said people were sh- uh were, were calling in uh that you know there was massive gunfire automatic gunfire going off over there so like and I said, you guys it, were it, shooting at these uh oh we sh- we we got ambushed by a dog man yeah we we thought we were at first we thought we were tracking a squatch just an odd squatch and uh like i said i w- we went out because i was trying to figure out what this dog man thing this giant dire wolf thing where the hell did it come excuse my language where did it come from why it was doing what it did and, you know, stuff like that. That's the first, I never heard a dog man before or nothing else. And like I said, my buddies were in from overseas on a, what we call a layover, uh, in between contracts. And I was like, well, Hey, since y'all are in town, you know, why don't we go, you want to come help me and we'll, you know, hash up, you know, see, you know, just hang out. Um, and they were like, yeah, sure. And so we go out and we've been out there for three days running around in the national forest and stuff like that. Just trying to figure out where this thing was, where to pick tracks up or, and like I said, the tracks we started picking up didn't make any sense. And Natalia is actually the first one that saw this thing. We're probably 300 yards away from it. And there's just like this kind of an open half metal field across there. It's actually, uh, it looked like an old fire break. Uh, where somebody had logged out, you know, and it's, it's tall weeds and stuff like that, but it's not tall enough, but we can't see across it. And I'm looking at a topographical map, map trying to figure out, okay, where do we go from here? Because the foothills of the, uh, uh, crap, uh, I'm trying to remember it's, when I say it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The foothills of the, uh, uh, Appalachian Trail start right there. 
like there's granite boulders that come out of the ground as big as your house. And that Appalachian uh, area is so full of weird stuff, too. Yes, sir. I mean, oh, uh, my gosh, dude. The, the stories that come out of that area are just, there's some crazy stories. Well, I said, we were sitting there, and I was actually going over a topographical map trying to figure out where we were going to go next or where we were going to try. And all of a sudden, Natalia kind of takes her elbow because she's kind of up in front of me to the to my right side. She kind of taps me on top of the on the back of the neck and goes, is that one of those booger? Because you got to understand, Natalia don't speak real good English. She's kind of broken. <laughs> and uh, she don't like it when I try to talk like her because she, she says I'm making fun of her. But anyway, she goes, that one of those boogers. And I look up at her. I said, what? She goes, there, is that the thing you always call a booger? And because she's looking through some uh, nice uh, binoculars. Well, I've got a binary just around my neck. And I pull up and look. And at first, I thought it was a squatch. Kind of like leaned over up under this cedar tree. And I'm like, yeah, I think that is. And I just kind of dropped. I said, we're not looking for that. And I said, well, let me figure out how to get us a wide berth around, you know, and to get up here in these hills. So I drop, I just dropped my monocular back, you know, back down because it's just hanging around my neck. And she goes, you never said they look like dog. I said, what? She goes, looks like Nubis's head. So I just immediately grabbed my, mono- my, my, my piece back and I'm looking through it. And she's right. This thing looks like it's got a canine head on it. I'm like, that's not a squatch that I've ever saw. That, 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 that looks, it looks like a giant German shepherd with Doberman ears kind of just, I'm talking about massive head, like twice as big as your head. Just on top of it. And I'm like, what? And it stands up. It kind of sniffs the air and goes, we're like about 300 yards away. But this thing kind of sniffs the air and goes, like blows. And you can hear it from that distance. And this is in Sasquatch territory. Yeah, this is in this is what we consider what I consider Sasquatch territory because I'd I'd been picking up finding a sign of Sasquatch. But I never did see any, did never hear any. Until we come across this like the third day out. It goes back down the it goes back turns and goes away from us back down a hill and there's a little creek down there. It crosses the creek and goes up into the into the where the Appalachian Trail starts with all these boulders and stuff like that. And I'm like Crap, we get we got to figure out a way to go get in front of it. I'm not following in behind it just in case it gets up in between these boulders or whatever, because this thing is massive. It's like eight foot tall, uh, three foot across if it's if it's not more. And think of the body physique of Arnold Schwarz- Schwarzenegger uh, when he was like uh, Mr. Olympus or something, like just massive. I'm like, hmm. Don't really want to get close enough to that to for it to you know grab a hold of somebody. So we try to maneuver out around it. It takes us several days to get up to where I think it's going to come out. And there's this little like a little it's a power line. You know how power lines it'll be like I don't know uh, fifty feet across. There's no there's nothing. There's a power line. It's a little stand of trees, and then it's a a, a pipeline on the other side of that. Then then it's the a bunch of boulders and stuff like that. We actually, uh, and then there's a, a a creek and a power plant, an old an old power plant, off to the right side of that, and you can see where you know those big giant white rocks that they pile up uh, around uh, creeks and rivers and stuff to keep it from washing. Uh, they got a bunch of that piled up there, and around the uh, r- we call it riffraff. They got a bunch of that just piled up, and there's one big rock out there that we'd actually kind of uh you know, kind of been huddled up behind for a while there, uh, fixing out our plan. And on top of it, it's probably 20, 20 foot tall. There's a riffraff thing. Well, Tank had actually left his main weapon. That right there is what we call the Alamo. That if anything, we get separated, anything happens, everybody's supposed to meet back at the Alamo. You know, get back here. And Tank had set up his main primary rifle. Now, his primary rifle loaded weighs almost 45 pounds um that's like i said it's a long it's designed to take an engine block out at a, at a thousand yards uh that's what it was designed for and like i said he's got that set up he's overwatch well we get out we're in a triangle formation because three of us 
and we're used to working together, and I'm on point. Natalia's to my right. Tank is to my left. We go a little piece across there, get into the power line, cross the power line. We get into this little stand of trees that's probably 30 yards across, but it's, you know, it's thick and everything. It's pretty good-sized pine up in there. They're probably 30, 40 foot tall. We start through that. As soon as I get almost to the other side and Tank and Italia are starting into that side, this thing jumps out of the trees in between us. This Anubis-looking giant monster jumps in between us. Well, everybody flips around, but we're in a crossfire. It's in between us. If I fire, I can hit one of them. If they fire, they can hit me. So we we immediately call, we call it action one is what we call it. Action one, everybody rolls to the right. That way, you know, everybody rolls out of the way and you can engage. As soon as we did that, as soon as I rolled to the right, the first one to engage was Tank. Natalia rolls out as soon as Tank goes around her and gets uh, gets where he can, he starts engaging. Well, then I start engaging. And we're steadily trying to get back where I'm trying to make a like a horseshoe move to get back over to them. This thing immediately comes back in between us. That gets us back in a crossfire. I'm like, damn it. And I get separated now. I'm the one separated from the rest of the group. Well, Tank immediately falls back. He's going back to the Alamo because we're not but 300 yards from where he just left his primary weapon up there. And I'm trying to get back around steadily. Well, every time that I move and get out of the way so Natalia can engage or she gets out of the way so I can engage, this thing gets right back in between us. It keeps us in a crossfire until it gets to the point when Natalia can't go around, can't get back around anymore. It, it, it's too much brush and stuff like that. Well, it pushes me out and around. And we wind up back over there where that big rock, that big rock was. And let me, well, let me I'm trying clarify for the audience real quick what vault means by primary primary weapon he's talking about the assault rifle um, well you that, have, well he's got his assault rifle his primary that he left back there was at 338 lapua nitro Th- this thing is basically what they did was they took it it was a concept that knight's armament had came out with and it was just a few at the time so he around. had two, he had two assault rifles Yes, sir. Well, oh, the okay. first, this one is a. It wasn't, is a you weren't talking about the PSG one, the, the HK. No, sir. He's got the PSG one on him, and he's got this other set back there. You know what a fifty a a, a fifty caliber Barrett is? Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, <clears throat> most of the time, a pri- your primary a weapon is your is when it comes to firearms is 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 a rifle, assault rifle, yeah. or otherwise, and then your secondary tends to be a handgun. Mm-hmm. Um, typ- yeah, typically a sidearm, as they call it, and so that's that's when that's typically when somebody talks about primary, secondary. Yes, that's sir. what they're that's what they're referring to. Last, he was carrying the SBG one as his secondary, and he had his other setup. We 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 did it in Afghanistan a lot because sometimes targets the SBG one is good out to about eight eight hundred yards. That's pushing it. This other rifle he's got, actually, the, the right now, I think he is a, uh, I think he's British. He holds the record for the longest shot, and it was took with one of these weapons. Uh, that's the longest confirmed kill shot in the world right now. And that guy on, that guy on, has the record. It was dumb on one of these. What it is, is they took a 50 caliber round and nicked it down to a 339 diameter bullet. So when it leaves the barrel, it's doing almost seven thousand feet per second. And you it's, said that your friend Tank he was carrying a fifty caliber Barrett. Well, that's the basically that's what it's based off of is the Barrett. No, he's got that. That's his. That's his primary. He's got sitting back up on that rock wall. That's the, like I said that right there. In case we got into whatever, that's why he was supposed to go. His his job at the time was to immediately get back to the uh, to the Alamo, what we called it. That's our. A primary objective to reach back to if we get separated or if anything happens. He's Overwatch. He's going to protect us while we come back to uh, provide any kind of cover fire or anything else. And like I said, that's where he had hit, hit it back to. The tail is trying to help me get this thing off my tail because it's done, it's done circled. I'm trying to steadily circle around 
and it's done got me off on my own. And there's a big giant boulder out there, so I immediately put the boulder in between me and it. Now you got to remember, I'm firing a, a, a five five six at it. I'm firing. A, I'm carrying an M4. Natalia's carrying a a, 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 a a just a regular AK forty seven. Uh, and like I said, that's the most heavily used assault rifle in the entire world. <laughs> so. Yeah, yes, sir. She she is deadly. She she's a a, a surgeon with that thing. Uh, <laughs> but it's taking rifle rounds, rifle rounds from this thing, and it looks like you're spray. It looks like somebody just got. If if you ever been to airsoft or something, somebody gets sprayed down. That's kind of what it looks like we're doing this thing. It's not penetrating. All it's doing is annoying. And you had an M4 carbine? Is that what you were carrying? Yes, sir. M4 oh carbine. Gosh. Okay, that's a five, what is that? Five, <laughs> that's a five, 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 six. five, five, six millimeter round. Okay. And you. And, and I'm shooting green tip. I'm shooting armor oh piercing rounds. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's a, and that's a, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, that's a gas operated gun. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, I've, I've, I've went through body armor with that weapon at 300 yards before. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I mean, even a 357 can punch a hole in an engine block. I mean, yes, I sir. proved a point with that one day just to show somebody. Um, but yeah, that, that, but those, that's some pretty heavy armor. You had some, uh, yeah, you were doing some. And then, of course, the, the AK 47 is a 762. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a pretty 39. big. 39. Yeah, it's a 39. And so, yeah, folks, what we're talking about is this is heavy. Uh, weaponry that he's using, and you said you were hitting this thing. Oh, you could watch the round. You could see it where when the round would hit. It, you know, it, so I said, think of somebody that's being pelted with airsoft rounds. Oh you know, you God. can see it hitting them, and the round. It, at first, I didn't realize what it was. You can actually see the rounds hitting and bouncing off. Okay, and so and your friend, the the big guy, if, if he was using yeah. the the PSG one, that yeah, that, he's shooting it with a. 308 that's 308 rounds yeah. that's nato 308 rounds and it still was not that was hurting it but it still wasn't penetrating it was that's why it, it i think that's why it kind of like stayed away from them too because he was putting more damage on it or hurting it more than what i was or or natalia was doing and so and then I was already separated from the group, so it just is like, well, I'm the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, and and I'll tell you why, folks, and I'll explain to you what he means because because a 308 is it was originally 308 Winchester. Uh-huh. Um, that's where it originally came from, and I'm getting we're not gonna we're not gonna get all nerded out on on guns or whatever. We're just I'm trying to explain to you what he's talking about. The 308 <clears throat> is very similar to the 762. Um, they're, they're almost the same size, but, but I wouldn't suggest use, you know, interchanging them if you have, you know, you know, cause you could, because Mm-mm. they're slightly, yeah, there's different, but, but, they, but the, the caliber is almost the same. They're very similar. Um, but the, that, that, that is a really heavy, uh, bullet to be hitting this creature. Um, a 308 round, phew, that's a pretty, that's a, mm. Yeah, well, um, they'll uh, three oh eight at uh, at eight hundred yards will penetrate mm, a police vest. Yeah, like it's not pretty, even that. Yeah, that's a gun that was. That's how the West was won. They say <laughs> three oh eight yeah. at Winchester rifle, um, and then the seven six two is. I, I don't. Is it a seven six two by fifty one or no? Wait. Oh, uh, the seven six two is by uh, yeah by fifty one. That's NATO round. That's that's the three oh eight, right? Yeah, anybody's ever watched a sniper or see people setting up with a, you know, the the Marines setting up with a boat gun? 80% of the time, it's going to be a 308. That's the M M24 is what it's called. I've and got and what he means by NATO the is there, the, the, it's there, there were NATO uh, assault and, and small arms, and then there were Warsaw assault mm-hmm. and small arms. Warsaw, and it was from the Cold War. The Warsaw Pact, you know, it was. Um, they had their own assault from the Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be Russian, like the the uh, the Mausers, uh, the Nigant, the AK. Yeah, the AK, all that stuff. That's that's going to be there. See, they've got one that's set up for a sniper. They call it their Drogna. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it shoots a seven point six two by fifty four. It's just a little bit bigger than the three hundred eight, but I, I I don't know why I, I don't actually like that cartridge. I don't like the way it performs but uh hey to each their own but uh like i said that thing 
So I said, I was between, I was behind a big giant boulder. Think of a, a boulder the size of your car. That's what I'm behind because I wanted to put something between me and it. And I'd done run out of my primary, which is my M4. And I'm down to a Glock 19. And I carry, I carry a mag and I carry four mags, one in a weapon and three on me. Uh, I had actually done started firing it. Now this thing got on the other side of that rock and we're going like around in a circle. It's trying to come around and I'm, I'm circling and I can watch nine millimeter rounds and I'm shooting. I, the only thing I shoot is Hornaday critical duty. I like that round. I've never had a problem with it. I've shot through windshields. I've shot through car doors, uh, walls. That round will, will work if you shoot through a, uh, uh, it'll go through, uh, uh, two pieces of half inch, uh, drywall hit a target and actually take it down well i'm watching these i'm shooting it dead center mass and it's on the other side of the rock now i can watch the impact and the round slide off like it just hit a just like it hit a, a steel wall that's how close and like i said i can watch rounds and i'm like what in the heck i ain't thinking what the heck the other word came up you know what the heck? and and now i've i'll even come up and fire the few shots into his face and that really 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 made it mad it still ain't having no effect well and i kind of trip and as i fall down this thing's coming around and i know i'm on my last mag and i got three rounds left and my thought i know a lot of people thinking what are you thinking my thought is the last two rounds i'm gonna fire it and the last one's for me because i'm not gonna be alive when this thing gets on top of me Cause it's not going to be pretty. Cause this, like I said, think of Wiley Coyote in the grin grimace this got on me is all it, all it kept playing in my head was this thing is loving every minute of what it's doing and his nose is fixing to kill me. And then all of a sudden I hear a report of tanks freaking cannon go off. And when it did, he hit him in the upper left shoulder and you can see spray come off. And this was, was the 50 that, caliber Barrett. Yeah, well, it's a three thirty eight. It's the three thirty eight Nitro Express. It's it's a fifty caliber on steroids. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. So you said it was like the Barrett, basically. Yeah, it's like the Barrett. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's they came out with that round because of shooting a fifty uh, more than five times, even for somebody like you or Tank, that takes a toll on your body because that gun rocks. Uh, that gun was not designed for to be shot like that, but they turned it into something like that. And I can tell you right now, if you are at a, at a gun range, okay, a shooting <laughs> range, and you hear someone, and someone that I that was shooting next to me, they were actually using one. They were using a fifty cal, <laughs> and it was like an explosion every time. Boom! I mean, it's you like know exactly what that is when you hear it. I mean, it's well, not even a. I mean, he was actually, and I see he's probably. Three, he's within 400 yards. It's less than, it's less than 400, more than 300 yards away, roughly. And like I said, he actually got penetration with that thing. And these things shoot tungsten rounds. Yeah. And tungsten is a very strong metal. Yes, sir. And like I said, he got penetration. And when he hit that thing, the expression on his face changed like, holy crap, I screwed up. And it turns. And as he turns, he kind of like tries to go up that rock wall. I guess he was going to try to run up that rock wall to get away. And as he turns and moves, you hear that, uh, uh, that reporter, that rifle again. And he kind of hits him in the almost probably six inches or so. If you're looking at your, where your, your, your leg meets your waist about six inches down from that. And when he does, it spins him around. He falls back down and he makes this god awful, like cringing roar howl. And as he gets back up, now he's fixing to take back off for that creek to, yeah, he's just trying to get away now. And he, but he keeps falling down because now he's injured twice his leg and his shoulder. He falls down. He goes up. You ever seen a dog on Manolium, how they'll try to run like crazy, but they ain't really going nowhere. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. And as he stood, stands back up, kind of uprights, Tank told me later he got to thinking because he's, he's from up uh, around Wyoming and stuff. And they used to go bear hunting and stuff all the time. He's, he's thinking in his head, shooting in his spine, break his back, put it down like a bear. 
and he's aiming for its spine right as it goes to fall again and, and it hits I don't know, from your waistline up over to the, it would be on his left side. I think it, I think it is. If I'm trying to explain this right, I'm looking at his back. So if it's going away from you, it'd be on his left side, probably eight inches up from where your belt would be and it away from his spine. And you can see just red spray on the other side. This thing hits the ground, rolls, making all kind of crazy noises, rolls off in that ditch, hits the water and we didn't see it again. I don't know if it drowned, it got under the water and swam away or whatever. But after that, I did what's called a rear retreat really, really, really freaking fast because I'm out of ammo now. We get, we meet back up. We all meet back up at the, at that where tank is. And the vehicle is probably another 200 yards through that other little field and through a little, you got to cross a ditch and it's right there. As we're going to the vehicle, here comes a sheriff's deputy's car just going like a bat, you know where, towards us. He pulls up. Now, we're running across the field with weapons now, away from the direction this thing just was. He pulls his, he puts his hand on his weapon and goes to pull it out. And he says, y'all need to stop. I said, look, dude, if you want to shoot, shoot. We're going to the truck. I'm out of ammo. And there's something back there that I don't want to see no more. So do what you got to do. He, We just run past him. He's young, I guess, and he's like, well, I don't know what to freaking do. Because you got a lady running past him with an AK-47. I got an M4 hanging around me. I still got a pistol one round left in it. And here comes Tank that looks like, like I said, the Green Incredible Hulk. He's got two big-ass weapons, excuse my language, running across the field. <laughs> so he don't know what the hell to do. Because I told him, I said, look, dude, we're going to, I'm out of ammo. I said, there's something back there with a whole lot of teeth trying to eat us. If you want to shoot, shoot. And we kept going. I would have rather him shot me than that thing eat me. We get back to the get back to the car. Now he's chasing them behind us. He leads his squad car. He's chasing them behind us. We hit the vehicle, and Natalia gets there before before any of us. The keys we all we always leave up on the front tire, in a little box. She's done ripped that down, and she's done hit the key fob and opened the back. We call my vehicle the Beast because it's what it looks like. Something I I come up with and put together. And in the back of it is spare magazines and stuff like that. We're, we're opening up boxes and stuff. This guy comes up. He's pointing a gun at us. Y'all need to lay your hair. I just looked at him and told him, I said, man, if you do what you got to do. And all of a sudden, Natalia turns around. She locks and loads and racks around. And she comes up. You got to remember now the kind of person you're dealing with. She says, drop it or die. The dude drops his weapon and stands there. And all of a sudden, here comes two highway patrol in. Now, Natalia is standing there with an AK-47 pointed at the sheriff's deputy. So they come out, and they're pointing weapons and hollering and stuff. And me and Tank kind of lay out, then laid all our stuff down because there's a lot of other people now with a lot of other guns pointed at us. Natalia is a little not all the way. Think of John Wick, but a female. She's not all kind of upstairs uh, because this lady right here is something else. And I'm telling them, look, stop pointing your weapon. Because this dude is going to have a really, really bad day. You, you, you don't know who you, it's just, I, I tried the verbal jujitsu to try to get it calmed down. Finally, I got Natalia to lower her weapon. Everything was all right until they started wanting to put kiss on everybody. First off, they didn't have a pair big enough for tank. Secondly, Natalia told him if you touch, and I told him don't touch her. She's one of those people that don't like to be touched. I said, if you touch her, she's going to break something. Just hold off. Let me explain what's going on. And then, like I said, they're arguing over who's going to arrest us, who's got the authority. So finally, I just looked at one of the ones that wasn't screaming as loud as crazy and said, can I please make a phone call? I'm a retired fellow officer. Uh, I, I would like, he, I said, I don't want to reach for no credentials. I said, my phone's laying right there. Can I, I said, look, you can watch me. I, said, I won't even pick it up. I'll scroll up, hit the button and put it on speaker. He allows me to do that, and I call into, I'm not going to say where, because I burnt a lot of bridges that day getting us out of trouble. But uh, th that could have went so, so badly in so many different ways. But like I said, you got to understand, uh, Natalia's mother is a Mossad officer. The Mossad, for people that don't know. Yeah, it's they Israeli, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They make the CIA and stuff look like kindergarten. It's Israeli intelligence, and, and also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they are, they're, they're 
involved in a lot of different uh, things. Yeah, and, and then her dad was a spit snack drill instructor. Uh, I've seen Natalia do some crazy stuff with what they call their spade, which is a entrenching tool is what we call it. I've seen her take one of those things and sink it and bust boards, like throwing it like 20 yards and sink it into a tree. An entrenching tool in your flashlight is your incendiary device. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I have a question. I have a question for yeah. you. So this thing, so what happened? This thing didn't die? I don't know if it did or didn't. That's the whole thing. We didn't see it after that day, and we were actually escorted to the county line and was told, do not come back, period. Uh, Natalia was ordered to go get on a plane uh, uh, as soon as she could and go back to where she Go, go back to uh, Israel because she got in trouble for, like I said, being in possession, a foreign citizen, being in possession of a fully automatic weapon and stuff like that. And I got in trouble for giving it to her while she was here. So like I said, it, it was a, it, it was a big high to duty. Mm-hmm. This thing is to say, we didn't do that no more. I told that, I'll tell you after, after the show where that show, where that was actually first told at. You know where I think. Yeah, yeah, and and so what? What year was this? Oh man, I think it was two thousand. It was either fifteen or sixteen. Off the top of my head, I don't really remember. It was either fifteen. I think it was at the end of fifteen, beginning of six. It was somewhere in there and because you, it you, wasn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it wasn't very. It was not, but a couple months. After that is when I got talked into doing my own YouTube channel because I tried to find some stuff about Dogman. And the first, the only name that was popping up most of the time was somebody that me and you both just don't care for. And the, the, and then the stuff that I was finding out about Squatches, some of it was just fictitiously hilarious. And I was like, and, and the person I was talking to and stuff, which was Dark Waters, he got me to start my own channel. He said, "What you, he said, you know enough. You've been around. I was raised around squatches. I thought everybody knew what they were or knew about them until I was about like 17 or 18. To, uh, you know, I got out into the world. And the first time I said something about, you know, the boogers, everybody looked at me like I had a third arm growing out of my forehead. Uh, he got me to start my channel. He said, you know enough about it and stuff. He said, we need more people like that out there that's actually that's not scared to go out there into the woods with these things. And so that's kind of how my channel was born. Uh, and then I went from there. And you guys were originally out there looking for squatches, and then you found well, you we, were out there origi- we were out there originally looking for this thing that looked like a dire, a giant dire wolf. I thought that's what everybody was calling a dog man, but I couldn't understand why because. You know, giant dire wolf dog, but I couldn't figure out why the whole man thing. I had never heard that they looked like a freaking werewolf or, or, you know, I didn't know nothing about them. I'd never heard of them before until then. I'd never run across them. The only time I've ever come across anything about werewolf, we were in Germany and there's a town, excuse me, over there that we were told way, this is back in like 2004 when we were over there. That this town, this whole town over, and I cannot remember the name of the town to save my life. It was just, it was abandoned because werewolves supposedly took over the town. I don't know if you ever heard that heard that over there, but that's the only I never heard of werewolves or dogmen or nothing like that in in America. It never crossed my mind. And like I said, I got a rude awakening. Uh, like I said, it, it it didn't help much that the person that I originally called, I thought was only up and up, was about, I might as well have been watching Mickey Mouse House or some crap. Uh, I said, that didn't help matters. And then when he found out about the other, the, what I just told you, oh my good Lord, he called me for a month trying to get me to come back on his show and tell this story. And I'm like, somebody's going to try to try this stuff and, and they're going to get killed. And I don't really want that. And he changed up the story, and I was like, people are not going to believe this. And his very words were, people believe what I tell them to believe. Yeah, and you're talking about uh, Vicky, right? Yeah, Voldemort. (laughs) 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 And and 
And then when people started, we told the story and it was changed a lot. And when we told the story, he didn't go back and tell people stuff had been changed or anything else. He put it out as what was said was actually factual and it wasn't. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the MO there. I, you know, I'm not going to get into him, but that, that, that oh, tends no, to but, be the, the, so yeah, it, in, in the town you're talking about, and, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. And it was a, uh, the town was called Bedburg. Yep. Yep. That's it. Bedburg. Yeah. And, and it was, a. I don't, I don't know the, the the whole lot about the story. I just know that there was supposedly like a a werewolf or something that that terrorized the town and it drove people out. And um, when we were over there, the locals were telling us it was a clan of werewolves that came in and took over the town. They don't really like to talk about it a whole lot because you know, to them, if you talk about it, uh, you know, it it it, it brings bad stuff to you. So it was kind of hard. You would find bits and pieces here and there. And like I said, I just know there's a whole, there's paved roads, everything. We, I've been to it, walked around out there. There's paved. It looks like people just got up and walked away from their home. There's old parks and stuff like that. Like I said, it's a whole town. Just abandoned. Yeah. Cause I, and I know that I, I don't know about the town being abandoned. I just remember they found a guy and I can't remember his name. It was Peter something. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and try to pretend like I remember his last name, but I just, I, his name was Peter something. And he actually, I think he thought he was a werewolf or whatever. And he had mutilated cattle and, but it, what's really odd though, it happened like in the, I think in the 15 or 1600s or something. Y'all can look it up mm-hmm. if you want at home. But it was Peter something, Stuper or Stupper or Stoop or something. Anyway, he, I, what he did was. I don't was, remember his name, Peter. I said, they probably told me, but I'm terrible with names. And, and like I said, I just remember they said the last, you know, what you're saying and went along with that story. And then they said that his, his that, that, but it was him and a whole clan. But like I said, it's, it's odd. Because I know that it was like in in, in Cologne, Germany, in, in in that region, and it was Bed Bedburg. I remember that, and I and I know that it was it was a guy. Unless I'm mixing two things up, I don't know. People at home, you can look this. No, up. No, Bedburg is the right because I uh, way I remembered is Bedburg. So yeah, it was bed, Bedburg. Bed, yeah, that's and and so what happened was he had he they caught this guy and he claimed that he was the werewolf but that, what's what's really odd about the case and I'm going to get into that real quick is that they did there were people that were killed and there was cattle that were mutilated and but then it was like they said this guy did it now how would you do that although those things that they claimed that that, that he did as a human it seems kind of odd you know but i think i think um that he was actually killed, like they they executed him or something. But I think you're right. Yeah, but it was really it was really odd. I remember reading the story because when 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 I and I remember this because I remember looking into werewolves when I was looking f- up trying to find out what the heck it was that I had seen, and I ended up having to look into werewolves because I didn't know what Dogman was, and it was until my brother got out of the army and he said, "Hey, look up Dogman." And I started researching that, and then a whole other stuff of you know set of stuff came up, you know, with the Michigan Dog Man and this and that. But folks, that's all the time we got for tonight. Um, we're gonna get back into it with Dog Man and Bigfoot, and and talking with uh, my uh, my uh, colleague here, Vault of Nightmares. He is James Tucker. J. I call him Jay. Uh, you guys know him as Vault, but go check out his channel. It's pretty amazing. He's got a lot of cool stuff on there. I've been on there a couple times myself. Where we the were Vault talking of nightmares, Vault of nightmares, and we were talking about serial killers the last time I was on there. And then I know we were talking about some other things. We got to do a part three to that. Yeah, I mean, there was a, we've gotten into all kinds of stuff, you know, on there. Um, but anyway, folks, uh, he's got a whole network of friends. Sean G's got a channel, Bass Truth. All those guys um, and everybody, we're, we're all friends. Uh, so go check out their channels. Go check out Vault. And he's got a lot of good material. Folks, that's all the time we have for tonight. Tune in uh, next week for part three uh, with Vault. And good night.